It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a wet and cold Wednesday. Snowy, yeah. windy, rainy. It's just going to be that way for a while now. Got to yeah, It's point where I got to bring my jacket every day. <laughs> so I got to worry about where am I going to stick my jacket when I get inside. Sometimes you got to wear the jacket inside. I don't know. Some of these <laughs> rooms, like it goes between some rooms are just always hot. Like some of these studios can get can get pretty toasty. Um, then over by my little cubicle, it sometimes get cold. So <laughs> like the different parts of this building are, are hot and cold. I mean, cause yes, some areas of this building are stuffed full of, you know, servers and computers that are running nonstop. Uh, yes. So it, uh, bit of warmth there. The extra equipment. Some, some areas are full of extra bodies. Uh, and then some are, you know, yeah, not, not a lot going on. Like there's hooks. <laughs> Temperature change in this building can be a little bit drastic at times. Uh, but besides that, uh, our own personal uh, weather situation here in the it's building. It's too cold, Eric. I <laughs> uh, would love to hear from you today, 435-339-0321, to chime in on the full court press. Uh, we're going to break down Utah State and Hawaii, a look at the, uh, the Warriors. Aggies will face them on a late game Saturday night, 9 o'clock kickoff. Which means I'm doing post game at like 12:45. Yeah, that was when we were in the um, we were doing our uh, write ups in the um, little auditorium there in the the North End Zone Complex where they have those those press conferences, and then the the SID comes and says, "All right, so are you guys gonna be uh, up to do uh, you know like the Zoom like uh, post game press conferences?" Like he was almost asking kind of serious because like he said it's gonna be 12:30. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they're estimating, uh, you know, the the post game. We're like, yeah, we'll be awake for that. And it's just like, at that point, almost nobody's going to – we're all going to be half asleep by that point. Uh, but, but, hey, we invite you to to stay up with us because yeah, we'll be there. If you, if you want Hawaii, not just Hawaii after dark, Hawaii after <laughs> – After midnight. After God himself has gone to bed. <laughs> So we'll break down uh, some of the interesting storylines going into this matchup uh, between Utah State and Hawaii. Uh, 435-339-0321, if you want to weigh in on it. Uh, Coach Anderson, some of his thoughts uh, about this matchup. And, uh, you know, he initially said it in the presser on Monday, and then as I've gone back and looked at it, I mean, he's, he's right. I mean, this is a team that is really in search of themselves. you got a new head coach. First-time head coach, trying to figure out a, a, a football program that's been in shambles anyway, and he's trying to figure out who he at, who he has and who he is, 
as a coach. So week to week, they've been a little bit different. So that in and of itself is going to present some interesting challenges for Utah State. So really, in my mind, Saturday night is really, it should be all about Utah State. And it should be all about adjustments. This will be the true test of this Utah State coaching staff and the adjustments they can make on the fly because they're not really certain who they're going to see, the formations and lineups that they're going to see because it's been something different almost every week out of Hawaii. Yeah, it has, and it's usually not worked for Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, that's why of, they keep searching. Yeah, all of uh, two and eight, only one win against an FBS opponent. Um, so this is a team that, by all means, isn't very good. But you know, they caught Nevada off guard. They were able to, to you know, move the ball against Nevada. I think it was their best offensive game of the season. Um, where they scored like thirty-one points. They averaged like 17, just under 18, I think. So they managed to put up that. But in the end, you know, yeah, Utah State's going to need to adjust to some things. You always have to do that. You don't just walk into a uh, a stadium and win. But this is a game that Utah State needs to win, not just, you know, mathematically for bowl eligibility, but really to prove, okay, we really are a team that's turning things around. Because they've struggled in games where they should have played a lot better. Um, Colorado State was understandable because of the injury situation. New Mexico was really iffy for a long time. The offense just wasn't showing up. Yeah, felt, uh, yeah. New Mexico outplayed the Aggies for a good stretch of that game. Yeah, and so surprising in the end that Utah State won and managed to cover that, uh, cover the spread there. So for here, you know, Utah State again is going to be expected to win as they were expected to beat New Mexico, and so they need to come out here and play like the team that's expected to win regardless of what they see. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I think that's 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 totally right. I mean, uh, they did a better job of limiting penalties. Uh, they were starting to get better at it. And then they had a lapse last Saturday. And look, you're just you're not going to win many games when you have that many penalties and you give up that many yards. Thankfully, it was against a team that just struggled to understand how to win and take advantage of opportunities. Now, this weekend, kind of a similar situation. Hawaii has struggled to know how to win and take advantage of its opportunities. But you can only play that game of roulette so often and before it comes up and bites you. They've got to get that settled and get going with proper momentum and, um, and, and discipline because the next two will not be easy at all. So they've got to get that fine-tuned and play with confidence, discipline, and purpose to get to set themselves up for these last two games of the regular season. And we've had this chat the entire season about discipline when it comes to penalties, and I need to go back and make a supercut of how many times I've had to listen to Blake Anderson say, I can deal with the competitive penalties. It's the other one, because I swear he said that at least three times. Like, I went back and looked at one of the previous ones to see if I could drag it out on one of the press conferences, but I'll have to go through my, my post-game audio and in the um in the you know the Monday press conference because I swear he said at least three times, if not more. Oh, yeah, at least. Cause at it, least. Because it comes up and so oh, often. And then followed by, you know, we address it every week and uh, we're gonna be better. Yeah. They were better one time. <laughs> it sunk in once. Yeah. So like what like are you just not getting through to them? Are they that, you know, 
Are you giving these lectures while they're wearing their helmets so they can't get through to their skull? Like, like I get it early in the season if you're playing a lot of youth, like a lot of young, inexperienced players. I mean, it's it's not an excuse. It, it is a reality that that some of these younger players may not be as familiar or at, up to speed or you know uh, as disciplined as maybe a veteran player would be. But at this point in the season, it should be better. And so that it happened last week as much as it did is a real head-scratcher. Now, there were some injuries. Some guys are out. You're, you're putting in some more inexperienced guys than maybe earlier in the year. But still, it's an ongoing thing that this point in the season, it's like, okay, th- it, this tells me that a, you're not getting through to your players, or B, uh, you're not, you're just not communicating it effectively enough for them to understand what it is that they should and shouldn't do. Yeah, well, you mentioned some youth, and I think uh, Max Offer. I think he's he's not super far along. I don't think as far as yeah, he's a freshman. Yeah, so freshman. That's what I was thinking. Um, but Josh Sturzer. <laughs> yeah. he's a junior. Yeah, that's true. I think you would know by now. You don't throw a punch. He gets ejected, um, and some players have learned. Jamie Nance, uh, I think he had a um, – it wasn't so much a personal foul as I think he um, had early contact with a power turn one time, or he's had a couple penalties, but he's been better, thankfully. But, yeah, there's just, there's just still happening. Well, I think that's part of the head-scratcher of this, too. It's not like that. there's a, a series of repeat offenders. It's not like we can always point to, oh, that guy – once again, had a big 15-yard penalty that hurt his team. But it's like, okay, that guy had a bad penalty this game. Well, it was this guy that caused the penalty in the next one. And, oh, it was a different one this time. It's like they're not learning from their teammates. And it's like everybody has to go through that experience themselves before they really it sinks in on them that, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. i got to be better. So we got a couple texts rolling in. If you want to text in, uh, you, you can text uh, 435-339-0321. So uh, on this topic, uh, uh, 9315 says, Are harsher penalties, uh, would that help, or are they afraid it will cost us the game? Um, as far as, like, I guess he means, like, penalty, like institutional penalties from the team. Um, I don't know. It's hard to institute those kind of penalties because... You know, are you going to suspend a guy? Granted, it's happened in the program. Um, but it's hard to come up with the right penalties to teach a player while also not hurting your team. I've uh, I've been up to practice a couple of different times and this this season and shown up and seen somebody rolling around on the ground, ball in their hands, but then they have to, like, do like the old steamroller, like you used to do with the, as a kid. Yeah. And they were doing this along the length of the field. And uh, as I'm waiting for my interview to come over, I'm asking, like, what, what's going on over here? And uh, I asked one of the other players and I said, is that, is that a drill that you guys do? Because there's a number of guys that were doing it. And they're like, yeah, sometimes it's a drill just to help, you know, learn ball security. But more often than not, it's because... You know, somebody broke a rule, they were late, or 
you know, they had a penalty the game before. Or, you know, that was uh, basically their, their team punishment, something that they had to do. And you're right, it's a, it is kind of a fine line to walk with how do you keep players accountable? How do you have discipline outside of the game to help them learn the, and understand the severity of how they're hurting their team while not blowing it up and putting them at risk or you know, blowing up the relationship that you have with the player and the team? Yeah, ultimately, you need to find a way to just let the players see what they're doing is wrong, let them know why, you know, you know what, what the player may be doing wrong as far as what's leading to that. Like, all right, this is what you're doing, and you need to not be doing this. Like, you know, help them in their approach and help them in that case. And sometimes, you know, a penalty will motivate players. But in the end, something in their head has got to click as to, all right, this is what I'm doing wrong. And it's a coach's job to help players see that so that they can improve and not just be penalized for mistakes. Right. And it's the film study pointing it out as they come off the field. You know, there are things that can be done there. Um, but yeah. clearly it's something that's not getting through to the players enough on this Utah State football team this year. Yeah, and in the moment in practice, if you have someone say, okay, you know, you're yelling at the players, like, okay, that's a hold. Let's run this again and let's, you know, go through just the different things. And maybe it's just hard to do that with a personal fouls. Like, all right, that hit was bad. Don't do that again. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've never been a coach, so I can't really offer insight into how these moments should be taught. Um, but imagine there's got to be something because some coaches have disciplined teams and others do not. Yeah. There's got to be some correlation there. Uh, 9952 texting in, there's a lack of accountability for players. Until players are benched, it will continue. Problem is they can't afford to bench anybody anymore because their starters are all um, forcefully benched because of injuries. So, yeah, I mean that's that's just a, a form of of uh, discipline or accountability. Uh, it, you you uh, you cost the team yards or gift the other team a, a first down when maybe you had a stop, and uh, you got to ride the pine for a while. Uh, you you're, you cost us, so I can't have you back out on the field. That was always Bill Belichick's thing. If if one of his running backs fumbled the ball. You might not never see that man again. He might just disappear off the face of the earth. Y'all know who Jonas Gray is? Uh, no. Exactly. <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> man the, ran for like 200 yards in a night. game. <laughs> like 200 yards and like four touchdowns in a single game. And that's like basically his career totals because he just never played again. I don't know if it was for fumble, but it was he just randomly <laughs> disappeared after having an absolutely wonderful statistical game, and they disappeared off the face of the earth. 435-339-0321. Your thoughts about Utah State and Hawaii coming up on Saturday night, a late night. Uh, We'll have pregame coverage starting at, um, when is that going to start, 7.30? Yeah, 7.30, so it's an hour hour and a half before. So so 7.30 pregame on KVNU and here on The Fan, and kickoff will be at 9.00. And uh, we'll have to find out from the release. There's different ways to watch it. It's not easy. Yeah, uh, I think the one thing I saw on Utah State's website said, like, Spectrum Sports, I think. But I think it's, like, a Hawaii affiliate or something like that. 
yeah, there's like a pay-per-view almost. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a way to watch it on an app, which is free. And I'm, if I'm, you can screencast it to your TV, that's probably good. Otherwise, you're going to be watching it on a small screen. I'm pretty sure the entire business model of that Hawaii broadcast is making a bunch of opposing teams pay for a quick subscription just to watch the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's their entire business model. Yeah, probably so. Uh, nine three one five. Are we just seeing more of this because we're using backups with no other options, and that's why there are, and that's why they are the backups. I, I wouldn't say this is why they are the backups. It's a symptom of being a young player. Eric, you kind of touched on you know the youth being something like that, and I think Blake Anderson's talked about the youth of the team. Where if you're a young linebacker who's not seen too many minutes, you go flying in late on a tackle. And it's a personal foul penalty because you're just you know too excited and you play over aggressive and you make a hit that you're not supposed to and, and different things like that. Talk about Jamie Nance, you know, early contact on a punt returner, or you know, personal fouls on on punt coverage, where okay, it it's a mistake where you just you know you're young, you're just flying a million miles an hour, you're not necessarily thinking, the game's too fast for you, and you're trying to adjust to that, so you make those mistakes. Yeah. So they're not necessarily backups because of this. They're backups because they're young and inexperienced and not developed. So they eventually develop, get more experience, and become reliable starters. And then, sort of by coincidence, sort of not by coincidence, they'll usually not make these mistakes anymore. And there might be some times where a player just isn't isn't disciplined. And just you can't get through to him, and that that may be why he is a backup. I think there are cases where that does happen. Yeah, I can. It happens in any sport where if, if you're undisciplined, inconsistent, then you can get benched. Um, but I think right now it's just the guys that are playing now, the reason they're backups is because they're young and shouldn't be playing yet in a developmental program like Utah State. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, we'll hear from Coach Anderson uh, about Hawaii specifically, some of his thoughts about their team and their up-and-down season. Well, more down than up. But uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's been a weird one for them where they've had close games at home, and this game will be uh, there at Hawaii. So could be an interesting one to see how it plays out. Love to get your thoughts on how it plays out. Also, it's a Would You Rather Wednesday. Love to get any of your uh, Would You Rather questions for the day here on the Full Court Press, 435-339-0321. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac Automatic Standby Generators. Power you can count on. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. 
This is Ryan at My Mattress. We've teamed up with Ridgeline High School Booster Club to bring you the Mattress Warehouse Sale of the Year. November 11th and 12th at Ridgeline High School. My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni will have truckloads of mattresses, mattress protectors, sheets, pillows, accessories, Serenoni blankets, and more at blowout, rock-bottom prices. Plus, you'll save thousands on Sealy, Intellibet, and Tempur-Pedic. That's Friday, November 11th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturday the 12th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't miss this chance for blowout pricing from My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni, November 11th and 12th at the Ridgeline High School Mattress Warehouse Sale. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient, not the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options in the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. With inflation at record highs, why buy new if you can repair your current machine? Daryl's Appliances, factory-trained technicians spend hundreds of hours in training each year to ensure your appliance is repaired right the first time. You can have peace of mind. They offer no-risk service, meaning if you want to purchase new, instead of repair, you can apply up to $95 of your service call towards an appliance purchase. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes and whipped sweet potatoes, traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie or apple galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Prime times fill up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 750-5171. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Uh, It's snowing outside, so it makes me think of Christmas. We have Christmas music going on one of our radio stations already. Much to Jason's delight. It is my goal, <laughs> being part of this Cash Valley Media Group family, to end that. <laughs> and if I have to cut some lines to make stations go <laughs> off air, that's in my toolbox. <laughs> it may have to come down to that because uh, <laughs> it ain't going off. Yeah, Light FM is turned over to uh, Christmas music now. And uh, we also have our holiday Logan Holiday gift show. Presented by Coppins Hallmark, coming up this weekend at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Uh, looking for gift ideas for the upcoming holiday season. It's a great place to go check that out. Uh, open 10 to 7, both Friday and Saturday, at the Riverwoods Conference Center in Logan. Uh, gosh, I think they said over 100 different vendors will be there 
food will be on hand inside and out with some food trucks and food vendors. So a great place to go uh, this Friday and Saturday to go get yourself ready for the holidays. Um, so Utah State getting ready to take on Hawaii Saturday night, late game, 9 o'clock kickoff. So we'll have 7.30 pregame here on the fan and on KVNU right up until kickoff. And then for those insomniacs and late-night owls, we'll be back on the air as soon as it goes final. And so if you've had trouble, if you have trouble trying to find the broadcast, uh, you can listen to us late, or I guess early Sunday morning, <laughs> uh, as uh, we'll break it down as to what, what occurred uh, there in Hawaii. Now, the uh, they, they're torn down their old stadium. They've, uh, well, I don't know if they've actually torn it down yet. I know they've moved... Uh, to a, a smaller stadium, they got some uh, a, a waiver to put up some bleachers and allow that to be their interim arena until they get a new stadium uh, built, which is going to be part of a sports and entertainment like complex that they're going to build. So it's a it's a really different setting for Utah State to go play at Hawaii, and it's been a few years, and uh, I don't know if. Blake Anderson has ever made that trip as a as a as a coach. I forgot to ask him that when we were on with him on Monday. Yeah, the way he talked about making the trip, it seemed like he'd at least known about it. Or he may have made the trip when he was on staff at New Mexico. Yeah, he probably did actually. Well, let's see. Although was that because they wouldn't Mexico have been... was in the Mountain West and Hawaii. Was yeah, in Hawaii the didn't join the Mountain West until 2013. It's possible just. Yeah, I'll have to maybe do some research into that. But yeah. the way the way he talked about making that trip made him sound like he at least knew a little bit about it. I don't know if that's from personal experience, but certainly people on the staff have known about it. So he, he did seem somewhat informed when he talked about you know how tough of a trip it is to make it down to Hawaii. They're leaving tomorrow, so because there is such a, a lengthy travel involved, and get there and get acclimated and be prepared for their surroundings um and it can be a, a, a tricky trip for a variety of reasons like there are a number of players who have family connections to hawaii i mean holly motoapuaka he's from there uh and there's a couple other guys who have a lot of connections but uh, uh there have been coaching staffs in the past for usu who treat it like this is their recruiting trip Come play for the Aggies because, you know, every once in a while, while you're here, you're going to go to Hawaii. And while we're there, we're going to go to Pearl Harbor and we're going to go to the beach and we're going to do a couple other things. I mean, those are some cool benefits, but they can also be distractions. And I've also seen other coaches at Utah State, like they don't do that. I mean, they're there to, for business. They're there to play a football game, not to be tourists. And I think those others who were there as tourists – it was in a time where they were not Utah State was not good and Hawaii was exceptional, so like <laughs> while we're there, might as well have some fun because the football game won't be much fun. So yeah, it, but it it can be tough because there can be some distractions. It's a beautiful place. It's unique. Most of these people never have that opportunity. Have it in their lifetime. Maybe it'll be tough for them to have it after football to to get there. So for a lot of them, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to a unique destination. Yeah, it's always tricky when you try and balance going to an exotic location versus focusing on the game. And you have this yearly with bowl games. 
I know you're not always going to an exotic location with the bowl week, but with there, there's, you know, festivities and dinners and banquets, and usually they bring in some fancy guest and uh, to, to talk to the teams. I know we went to, I think it was the New Mexico Bowl. They brought in, like, some former Heisman winner to come talk to the teams. And, and so, obviously, it's not an exotic location, the New Mexico or the Frisco Bowl, but there can be some distractions um, and you have this with with the basketball showcases they go to. Basketball team's going to go to Hawaii. That's true. Yeah, they had another one where they um, didn't they go to Jamaica? Yeah, they went to Jamaica yeah. a few years back. Yep. And Craig it's like Smith. it's like how do you balance being in such an exotic location that in some ways is designed to be an attraction for teams? Say, like, hey, bring your team to Jamaica. Like, how do you balance um, letting your players be college kids and have fun? Because there's a value to letting them, you know, you know, there, there's value in free time and being able to release and right and have, have joy fun. in what you're doing and who you're with. Yeah, but then also you do need to focus on winning a football game, and this is a team that can hardly afford to miss out on opportunities to improve themselves and get ready for a football game. Here's what Coach Anderson had to say earlier this week about uh, it's a tough trip to make for a football team. They've proven to be really, really difficult to, to beat at home, especially. And this is um, why young guys going over there for the first time will have to block out the distractions of the trip and just how long it takes to get there and how we'll adjust our, our week and, and how we prep during the week and be focused on the task at hand and find a way to uh, to get to 500. I can't imagine being a, a player, playing a game, you're beat up, you're sore after playing a, a, a physical sport. And then you have to get on a plane and sit there for like four hours. <laughs> four probably, hour flight to Hawaii? Five hours. I don't know how long that flight is. It's like 3,000 miles. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long I flight. I don't know if they're going to make a connection in California. That seems like it would be a fairly obvious choice. I don't know if they're going to fly. I don't know if there's planes big enough to fly out of. Uh, Direct flights out of Salt Lake? No, out of Logan. Or I guess if they flew out of Salt Lake, they could probably make it. Yeah, I, don't I was think thinking they if they flew out of Logan, out. I don't know if there's any planes big enough to fly out of Logan and get all the way to Hawaii on their own. That's a good question. I don't know how they're going to handle it. They may charter out of Logan, yeah, but fly to like San Francisco, yeah, somewhere you connect and then go from there, or yeah. get onto another plane. I, I, that's a good question. I don't know how logistics and planes work in this case, <laughs> but it's a long way. the The distance, you know, it's roughly when I put it in Google, it's like. Slightly under 3,000 miles, like 2,950-something miles, Logan to Hawaii. The rest of the travel miles on their you know road schedule combined, the other five games, comes out to like 2,997. So it's like the same travel distance for all the rest of their games combined, but in one go. <laughs> Of course, a lot of that was the 1,700-mile trip to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, not fun. The rest of them are all, like, less than 500 miles. <laughs> so, it, But the point I'm trying to make is it's a long flight to sit on after a, a tough physical game. Well, that you gotta, wouldn't be fun. That would not be easy. you got to do the Russell Wilson thing, you know. <laughs> the high knee. Do <laughs> Well, everyone else is trying to sleep on the way back. Oh, yeah, you're running around doing high knees. Oh, so weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that uh, Coach Henderson's made that clear. It's it's a tough trip, 
and it's a tough place to play. Uh, they've had a number of games that have been pretty close when they're played there at Hawaii. Um, you know, this is a team that, with the exception of what happened this last weekend against Fresno, because Hayner was back and he's playing solid football once again. But um, you know, when they hosted, uh, when they hosted Wyoming, it was a one-score game. Uh, when they they were able to beat Nevada, uh, they were uh, you know they beat Duquesne, which is okay, lower level. But uh, Western Kentucky, yeah, okay, maybe not. Western Kentucky and Vanderbilt, they got blown out. But they've had several games that have been close, either at home and on the road. They played San Diego State within two points. So they've had a number of games that have been really close. Colorado State, 17-13. They've had a number of one-score games. This is not a team to overlook or take lightly. Even though they've had a lot of ups and downs trying to figure who they are, figure out who they are, this is not a team to take lightly. And I think that's the point Blake Anderson's been trying to make this week. Yeah, well, you look at the last you know three or so years, the, look at the three previous years plus the games this year, their record in that span is 13-27. and 27. Well, in home conference games, they have a winning record, 7-6. and six. It's like this is a team that can come out and, you know, you mentioned all the times they played their opponent close. doesn't always come out to a win, but they play you close, and more often than not, in home conference games the last few years, they've won. As so. I said last week, it's a must win. We want to be bowl eligible. We can't let this one slip. we got to find a way to go win, and I think they'll make that very, very difficult. A lot of very close games, with the exception of Fresno, a lot of close games in a row where they were right there at the end, and, and I would expect that's what we—that's uh, what we'll see out of those those guys when we get there. Yeah, so um, kind of an interesting uh, situation there. That this was a this was a team that had a lot of disruption last year. A lot of players gave up on the team. They didn't like. Didn't like the coach, and honestly, for good reason. Like it was a mess. You had the son, the, the coach's son, wanting to transfer away from the school. Like his own kid, who was on the team, couldn't handle being there anymore. It was a bad situation. Like, Dad, you're so annoying. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> so it was, it was bad. And so a lot of players transferred. They left. Uh, Timmy Chang comes in. He was a great quarterback back in the day. And they started this uh, brotherhood, 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 brotherhood. And uh, you know, those who wanted to be here uh, and be there were all in and trying to circle the wagons and be close, kind of like what we saw with Colorado State the week before Utah State played there. There were a number of players who were leaving and uh, quitting on the team, and those who decided to stay were like, "Hey, we're gonna rally around and play close." Um, now, Utah State got the win, but it was a close game. Hawaii, they play their, their opponents pretty close, and they're, they're competitive. I have to give them credit for at least being competitive and not just rolling over. Yeah, certainly. If, you know, if you go 2-8, and eight, you might as well go 2-8, and eight, but be close. Um, by the way, just in doing some research, very quick, potentially flawed research, but I'm fairly confident in saying that I don't think Blake Anderson has traveled to Hawaii at least since he became the coach or an assistant coach in New Mexico. Because um, none of his teams went to Hawaii. I don't think he's even played Hawaii. Didn't do it with New Mexico. 
Not with Middle Tennessee or Louisiana Lafayette, Southern Miss, North Carolina. Didn't play him when he was head coach at Arkansas State. So I don't know if he's ever actually personally made the trip to Hawaii, mm, at, least, so he has, at least as a head coach. You know. Now he has a lot of players on his staff, or a lot of coaches on his staff, who have either been there as players or as coaches. So it's not like it's a staff that's completely naive to the whole thing, but he, as a head coach, this will be a first experience for him and uh, some of his other guys. So that will be it will be tough. But we were talking about Colorado State earlier, too, and actually there is uh, some interesting similarities between these two teams in that Timmy Chang was on that Colorado State staff that used to be at Nevada, and that's where Timmy Chang was before he went to Hawaii. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that you do see. There's the LA principles that fit in. Uh, you know, I think you know Timmy comes from the run and shoot, but then been in the air raid as well. So I think you see glimpses of both. Uh, they uh, they got different pieces to the puzzle. I mean, they're different different bodies that they're playing with. But but you see enough to to have um, have some carryover in those two systems. I think you see you see the special teams as well. To be honest with you, there's some there's some overlap there. Guys that have been on staff together. And, kind of know each other. So those two areas you see a good bit that looks the same. So interesting. Um, you know, just here's a guy that uh, uh, has the concepts from the run-and-shoot days of June Jones, the air raid style uh, with uh, Jay Norvell that he was uh, that Nevada was trying to utilize. And so he's trying to mix and match and trying to figure out what what he can call, what he feels comfortable with with his with his team and uh, we're trying to figure out what his guys can execute, too. Yeah, it's a little funny that both Colorado State and Hawaii are, at least at times, trying to institute air raid. They're both terrible at passing. <laughs> like, Hawaii, I think, is bottom 10 in both completion percentage. They complete, like, 53% of their passes, and they have, as a team, like, a bottom 10 uh, passer rating, which... The college pass rating is like 98, which is it, – it sounds better because the NFL pass rating in 98 would be pretty good. But they need to get rid of the NCAA pass rating. Uh, but my, my rants on stats aside, you know, air raid offense that can't throw the ball. It's been a challenge for them. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Talking about Utah State and Hawaii coming up on um, this uh, Saturday, late Saturday night. Pre-game coverage for us here on The Fan will start at 7.30 and on KVNU. T- uh, kickoff will be at 9. Uh, 9315, texting in. Uh, where did Hawaii come up with the name Rainbow? They are not that scary. So are they the Rainbow Warriors? Are they the Warriors? I, I can't keep straight. They keep changing. Well, they're originally the Rainbow Warriors because, I mean, almost every day there's a rainbow with all the rain that they have there. Uh, but then I think eventually they started to feel like that's not really tough or strong, so they just went by the Warriors. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, think that's, I don't know when that started. I can't tell you the history of that. Uh, when was the last time Jason ran in the full-court press in honor of a rainbow? In horror of a oh, rainbow? in horror of a rainbow. Uh, I don't know, man. You guys don't know how scary rainbows are. And then why not use something like Fire Knife Warrior? Well, I mean, you've got a fire knife warrior on the Utah State squad. That's that's probably where that comes from. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, I mean, warriors. They're just going with warriors now. Like the Golden State Warriors, people are afraid of them. Of course, warriors is pretty um, 
generic. That's like a high school nickname. There's a Warriors in Utah. Who are, which which high school is the Warriors around here? Oh gosh. Uh, that's a good question. I'm sure there is one. I'm yeah, I, I know there is one, and I can't remember who it is. That'll come to me someday. But, I mean, look, if we're talking about comparing mascots, there's some really weird ones out there. Yeah. Boilermakers. Cardinal. Buckeye. Yeah, that's a little flower. <laughs> it's not even a flower, it's a seed. <laughs> It's a pre-flower. <laughs> pre-flower. Yeah, there, there's there's a bunch of weird ones. Uh, I want to get one more from uh, Blake Anderson here before we take another time out. Just, uh, we've been mentioning this, and I wanted to get to him explaining it, how Hawaii is trying to find themselves. Coach Jimmy Chang is trying to figure out himself as a coach and figure out what he has with his personnel and just how that's uh, you know week to week, uh, kind of a different team. And the challenge that poses for USU to – uh, figure out how to attack Hawaii with who they are and what they're doing because it, it's kind of hard for this coaching staff and the coordinators to game plan for something that you're not really sure of what you're going to see. So they're going to have to do a lot of early probing to figure out what Hawaii is is trying to do and then make their adjustments as they go. Yeah, they're playing a lot of guys. Obviously, year one for him, trying to get a feel for his roster, uh, you know, they, they look different offensively right now than they did early in the year. I think they they were trying a lot of things early, and, and little by little they've become a little bit more simplistic in the sense that it's year one, we want to build a foundation. We've seen a ton of different defense from them as well. I, I think trying to find what their personnel is and what fits the bodies that they have. I think it's typical year one. I think Tim does a good job, number one. I think, I think he's a really good ball coach. I, I just, at this point, uh, very similar to what we thought going into New Mexico. You could kind of see anybody at this point. I think they're trying to grow guys up and build for the future, which I think is a really smart approach. Um, just frustrating at times. So we'll try to get a beat on their basic stuff that we that we think we can see. But I don't know that we can nail it in, in on anything really, really specifically because you've seen a lot of offense and you've seen a lot of defense to this point. And personnel has changed week to week. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. But this is, again, about Utah State doing what Utah State needs to do and wants to do, imposing their will on Hawaii, making them adjust to USU. Yeah, you have to adjust to them to some degree. But this, is, this should be about Utah State going there, uh, making a trip on the road, tough road trip, but it, it is a must-win and playing their brand of football and forcing Hawaii to make their adjustments to what they're trying to do. Yeah, and sometimes that requires you to, uh, you know, adjust what they're doing in a way that then forces them to adjust. Those are those are some of the best cases where you dictate to them by you stop what they're doing by understanding what they're doing, and then you force them into being uncomfortable. It's the Bill Belichick specialty, where he comes out with a game plan that forces you out. It does require knowing your opponent, which is why this could be a challenge. But once you can make those bit of adjustments, some of them may have to have to happen in game, but that's a mark of a good coach. So manage to do that, impose your will, and just beat up this team. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on the full court press. A number of texts coming in. 
giving us uh, some informative answers about your question about Warriors. We'll get into that coming up next on the other side of this timeout here on the Full Court Press. Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Hi, this is James with White Pine Funerals. We're excited to host our annual holiday concert featuring a choir and musical ensemble by Jay Richards. All are welcome to attend free of charge. We extend a special invitation to anyone who is missing a loved one this holiday season. Food donations are encouraged at the door for the Cash Food Pantry. Back-to-back performances will take place at White Pine on Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. That's Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get S.E. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is open seven days a week at 695 North Main in Logan. Quick, clean, easy, just how it should be when it comes to getting your oil changed. So stop in today or any day this week at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. So, you guys are awesome. we got a great audience. Uh, you guys are always good to uh, correct us when we're wrong or to answer a question that we may throw out there and not know the answer to. Yeah, so, y'all nailed this trivia question. <laughs> it's like, trivia question. bam, right away. So, we were wondering uh, if there were any warriors in the state of Utah. Yeah, like I knew there was, there was one because I'd run into it and it was it was like on the tip of my tongue um and i was like there's some high school that's named the warriors and we now have i think seven different textures uh texting and telling me a couple of different schools that are the warriors um so 0366 
right on top of was the first one, Weber High School. Uh, five two five three also texting saying Weber hire the Warriors, which they are. Um, six two one one also noting the Weber Warriors. Two one two two noting Weber Warriors. Zero uh, nine four five bringing in the Taylorsville Warriors. Mm. So I'm fa- I'm now that we're saying this, the Weber Warriors. I that does sound familiar, but. Taylorsville. The, yeah. I didn't know that. And then 4078 went above and beyond and texted in both Warriors, noting Taylorsville and Weber. <laughs> Although I managed to, I wasn't sure if, I tried to Google and see if I could find, I actually found Max Preps, and I was able to narrow down all the mascots that are the Warriors in Utah. And there's actually five. Really? Um, and the one that was actually on the tip of my tongue, because we were saying Weber Warriors, was like, yeah, but... I didn't think that was the one I was thinking of. In Taylorsville, wasn't it? The one that was probably on the tip of my tongue was Snow Canyon. Oh, that's right. And Of course. Yeah, because I was like, that's the team I've interacted with a little bit. You know, I was yes. calling the, the, the championship game for girls' soccer, the, the Snow Canyon Warriors. Um, so, obviously, Weber and Taylorsville, they're both on there. Uh, so, the two others are like prep academies. So, they're not ones that we're going to be as familiar with, like, Leahona Prep Academy and Abundant Life Academy. Oh, so those are ones we're not going to be familiar with. But obviously, Taylorsville, Snow Canyon, and Weber are the more well-known warriors. Okay, uh, five three three eight also pointed out Taylorsville High as warriors, but also added, "Why does Coach Anderson sound like he is talking into a circa nineteen seventy Fisher Price voice amplifier?" <laughs> Very, very specific. I think they have the microphone a little too far away when they're doing. Or I don't even know if they put up a. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying this, to... this time, this week, they had trouble with their setup. Oh, did they? And so they had to pull a, a laptop in front of them and try to do it that way. And so the way that they were delivering it to us was different than they normally do. And frankly, we've had an issue at our with our equipment. And so it, it sounds doesn't sound the best. It sounds like he's talking into a little toy voice 1970 Fisher-Price voice amplifier. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes that happens just with the way, you know, they use Zoom a lot now, which has really, you know, helped us. We're not always able to travel, so it helps us out. And then, although for some reason, they just do all their weekly press conferences via Zoom, even though we're all here. Yeah, it used to, it was a weekly occurrence. You'd make the trip up to the uh, university, and you'd sit around with a bunch of other media guys, just shooting the bull, and then the coach comes out, and you talk to him in person, and... Maybe you can pull them aside afterwards for a little private conversation to clarify a few things. But now it's like, okay, be there when the Zoom begins, and when it's over, it's done. Yeah. Just ha- just, just how things are nowadays. Then I can go back, then I can go participate in the press conference in my pajamas if I want. Yeah. Not yeah. that I would, really. I mean, I not mean, that ever it's happened. I could just come to work in my pajamas. <laughs> not that that's ever happened around here either. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't do it today because we had people come in for interviews. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. When, right. when we have other people coming in, I have to look nice. We have to try to present. All right. Uh, <laughs> another quick timeout coming up here on the Full Court Press and Ryder. Shortened show today. We've got Utah Jazz in action taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Jared Vanderbilt, by the way, is available for the Jazz. 
as they take on the Hawks. And uh, we'll maybe get a chance to break into that as well. But we'll also hear more from Coach Anderson coming up on the Full Court Press. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Dow with Kim Drive North in Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs and upholstery and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with the Carpet and Rug Institute and Indoor Air Quality Association. Kim Drive's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call Kim Drive of North in Utah. Kim Drive of Northern Utah. Kim Drive of Northern Utah. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. I think I can, I think I can. Do you feel like you're chugging up the inflation mountain? This is Zach with HSA Depot, and we can help. Did you know that you can save as much as 30% by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your inflation mountain and your health care by providing eligible products. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Uh, Napa Auto Parts helps you get ready for these cold winter months. They've got a lot of things to help you get through it. Make sure you have a, a battery that's going to work when it's cold. They've got ice scrapers and snow brushes fuel line antifreeze, starting fluid, windshield de-icer, all available right now at the five area locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Um, coming up next hour, just a reminder, Utah Jazz pregame coverage starting at 5.20, tip-off at 5.30, Utah's at Atlanta. The Hawks are favored by four in this one. Interestingly enough. Yeah, Hawks are 7-3, and three, quietly having a good year. They traded for Duante Murray. Over the offseason. So they brought in a star. Yes. So this is a team that, that was looking to make a jump this season, and so far they're doing all right. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt will be available for the Jazz. Uh, next hour, we'll also get into our Would You Rather questions. So if you've got a Would You Rather, uh, I'd love to hear it. 435-339-0321. And Jason, do you have one to get us started that, that people can respond to during the break? 
I do. So would you rather get uh, tackled by a Hall of Fame-level linebacker, you know, hard-hitting linebacker, or would you rather have to tackle a, you know, hard-hitting, bruising, Hall of Fame-level running back? Ooh. So basically kind of like would you rather get tackled by, like, Brian Erlacher, Ronnie Lott, or uh, have to tackle Derrick Henry, you know, those guys, you know. (laughs) 435-339-0321 for your responses on Jason's Would You Rather question. I've got one of my own coming up next hour, so stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Back in 2019, the Lakers and Clippers went all in on winning a title. Lakers traded multiple promising young assets in exchange for Anthony Davis. Clippers managed to acquire Paul George from the Thunder for a plethora of draft picks. After the two deals were finalized, it looked like the hometown rivalry was set to become one of the better rivalries in the NBA. And for the first couple of seasons, it was. But after multiple injuries, playoff heartbreak, and poor roster decisions, both franchises are struggling to stay afloat this season. Kawhi Leonard continued to struggle with injuries, recently ruled out indefinitely after issues surrounding his reconstructed knee. Outside of the Lakers' championship run in 2020, Anthony Davis has failed to live up to expectations. The two L.A.-based franchises are no doubt talented with plenty of playoff experience, but so much uncertainty surrounding both of these teams. That championship window in L.A. is starting to close rapidly. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 